Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. It's an exciting day. We are concluding, we are finishing our very first Mesechta. Mesechta's Brussels, we started just almost four weeks ago. And now we are concluding it. It's ninth Perak, the fifth Mishnah. And this is a jam-packed Mishnah, but as usual, because of time constraints, we're just going to read it and try to explain a couple ideas. Chayib Adam Levarach Aharach, the shame from Levarach Alato, picking up on an earlier theme. Talking about a person has to make a bracha even when things happen to him that are not so good, that are bad. He's still blessed by Hashem. So the Gemara, the Mishnah tells us, not only must he make the bracha, but he must make it the same way that he makes the bracha on good things. So whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, we make brachas thanking Hashem, recognizing that ultimately we are not in control, we do not understand God's ways, and therefore we thank Hashem and bless Hashem for everything that happens to us. And how do I know this? Shemar, as the Prophet tells us, the Ahasta Ef Hashem Elotecha. And before you get on to how we learn it from that exact verse, the Mishnah gives us two other drushas. The Cholavavacha. What does it mean, the Cholavavacha? In the plural, with all our hearts. Bishnei We serve Hashem with both of our desires, both our Yetzer. The Yetzer Tov will be Yetzer Ra. Both with our Yetzer Hara and our, base, and, and our Yetzer Tov, we serve Hashem, which is a little perplexing, a little baffling. You would assume you serve God with your good inclinations, and you try to serve God by avoiding listening to your bad or evil inclination. What does it mean you're serving God with both our good inclination and our bad inclination, says Rav Sadok? Because there's no such thing as a good inclination and a bad inclination. There's no such thing as a Yetzer Hara and Yetzer Tov, rather. It's just our internal desires. It's our internal midos. It's the way we look at the world and our midos, our character traits. And every character trait says it's subtle to be used for the good and for the bad. And every character trait, therefore, however we, it manifests itself with us, we can channel it so that we use it for the good. So the same passion, the same passion and anger one displays in a not-so-good situation, they can channel that to use it as a passion in other areas, which is a good thing, in, in a good area. So again... Both with the Yitzhahara and the Yitzhahara are both, we're both capable and able to serve Hashem. Another, another one is Bechol Nashacha, with all our soul. A few who knows with Nashacha, there are certain Averos that we transgress, we'd rather give our life up than transgress. There are times when someone will demand all our money, and we, or transgress one of the big three, and we say, or even more than just that, and we say we'd rather give all our money in order to serve Hashem properly. And this is the grasa of our Mishnah opened up with. That everything that happens to us, whether it's good or whether it's bad, the whole Mida, Umida, that comes our way, we are Moda to Hashem, we say, the Hashem, it comes from you, Baruch Dain Emes, or Baruch Hatov, Zehan Meitzit. Moving on to another part of the Mishnah, where you go, Yaakov Azam as Rosh Kanegah Mizrah, a person who's on Harabayas, they can't act with levity. They have to act with a certain reverence and awe and respect. Because he's in proximity to the holiest place in the world. A person does not go harbaiz with a walking stick, with shoes on, with his wallet, or with dirty feet because it's not appropriate. It's a place of respect, a place where we should have awe and reverence. Well, Yasen Kabbalah certainly, if you can't go into Harabayas, if you can't go on to the holiest place, um, carrying your wallet, certainly you can't spit there, or you can't make it into a, into a shortcut. 
when they would conclude brachos in the mikdash, Omer min ha'olam. For instance, they would say barachat Hashem, Elokei Yisrael min ha'olam, chonei hadas. And the reason for that is because they did not say amen in the base on mikdash. They did not say amen in the base on mikdash. Mr. but when the people who rejected Torah Shabbat came along and they said, Ain't Olam el Echad. There is only one world, as in there's no future world, there's no Olam Haba, there's no world to come. His kingdom to you, Omer, min ha'olam, vi'ad olam. They established it to say, from this world until the next world. The kingdom to you, Adam, Shalom, Shalom, Chavir, B'Shem. They also established people to say hello to their friends using God's name. Shemer, when he bought his body, based last time in Boaz, in time of work, came from the class of the Omer, the coach him, Hashem, you know, God should be with you, Ramallah, he responds to him, you're a Hashem. God should bless you, Ramallah, Hashem, you know, give up fire. Bomer al Pavos kiziknacha ziknam. The Mishnah says, "Don't think Rabbi Boaz is making a mistake, or this is just Boaz is unique. Shita is unique opinion. Rather, the Pasuk tells us, 'Don't al Pavos kiziknacham, but don't reject him because he's one of the elders of the people.' The Omer is glasses Hashem. If you're a Torasecha or a Nosomer, if you're a Torasecha, it's glasses Hashem. In a time when there is a need." Sometimes we are willing to go over the word of Hashem, i.e., here we're supposed to have a certain reverence for God's name, to quote the famous author, okay, won't quote her by name, but she said, fear of the name increases fear of the person himself, referring to a certain character in, in literature, so so too the fear of God, fear of the name of God, leads to reverence for God himself, and therefore we do not say God's name in vain, however, at a time when there's a need, whether it's because of covet of brios, or because of Everything else going on in the world then, they were willing to, God is willing to give up on that sort of respect in order to allow people to make his name known and use his name when they greet people in the street. Hadra Allah, Nesafta's Brachas, he has concluded Nesafta's Brachas. I hope everyone had a wonderful time learning it, and you're moving right along to Nesafta's Pay. Nesafta's Pay deals primarily with three areas in the world of Mitzvot Hasluyos Pa'aretz. That when we when live in Eretz Yisrael, we have, and we grow, we grow crops, we have fields, we have certain mitzvot, and there are certain obligations that come upon us in the way in which we harvest and what we give over in terms of tithes, in terms of trumas and mices. And three of those are leket, shikha, and peya. That when one, when one harvests, the things they leave behind by mistake, things that achieve that fall. And also, there's a requirement to leave the corners of one field all for the need for the poor people, and we're going to explain this a lot over the next coming weeks. But for now, the first mission really doesn't have much to do with the laws of Teah, so we're just going to leave it at that. Able to arm to Abraham's shear. There are certain things that have no shear, meaning there's no minimal or maximal, or really a minimal amount one has to do in order to fulfill the requirement. Hapeah. Although one has to leave over a corner of the field, how much is a corner? So yes, you can leave over a big corner, you can leave over a small corner. It's preferable, obviously, always to leave over more, to give more tzedakah, but if one leaves over even a tiny little bit, that's enough. Similarly, be happy Kurin. One brings the first fruit to Yushalayim, and they can only bring one fruit. Obviously, ours in the Shubach, the more one brings. But Arayon, one who goes to Arl Red, one who goes up to the Beit HaMikvah three times a year, they can actually walk in and turn around and pretty much walk out. However, the more time you spend there, the better. Similarly, you can come to doing Chesed. If you do a lot of Chesed or a little Chesed, and even a little Chesed, suffices. This is the Torah. After the Marab of the Mayat, we should learn a lot, but even if we do a little, that also counts. And these are certain mitzvahs that one fulfills in this world. And not only do they fulfill, but they get a, they get a, they get a certain a certain amount of, of reward in this world. But obviously, the ultimate reward is going to be in the world to come as well. Keep it up, anyone who is Machabah, the parents, one of appropriate honor of one's parents, one who causes 
peace between man and fellow man, all these things, yes, you reap reward in this world, you can get the benefit in this world, but the ultimate reward in the world to come, the Talmud Torah to Negakulam. And it comes to Talmud Torah, that is Negakulam. You get both this world and the next world. There's a famous story by Ravar Cutler, who met a big, a wealthy person, and he said to the wealthy person, what are you learning? So the wealthy person said, well, actually, I give so much money to support institutions, and as the Gemara tells us, someone who supports learning, when they get to the old hob and they get to the future world, they're going to have the reward of the person who was supported. As in, if someone gives money and supports Yeshiva, they're going to get the reward of someone who sat and learned their entire life. So Ron Cutler says, that's very good. So you've got Olam Haba, but you don't have Olam Haza. You don't have the beauty and the enjoyment that one gets from learning Torah in this world. Everyone should have a wonderful, wonderful week.